Kia ora. Welcome to the Arise Church podcast. For more details, you can find us at arisechurch.com. Well, today we're going to hear from a special guest, Brent Lieberzeit from Annasbrook Church. We really trust you'll enjoy today's message. share some thoughts with you that kind of are a little bit in line with our current season. My wife and I, we're in a bit of a season at the moment. Anyone ever been in a season? I know we're all kind of in a season, aren't we? But there's sometimes there's special seasons. In August last year, uh, we uh, experienced some rain and from where I come from. It's a place called Nelson. I want to say this this morning, that apparently it is raining in Nelson today. It is unbelievable that it would be sunny here and no wind and yet raining in Nelson. That's very uncommon. But uh, last August, we experienced some pretty heavy duty rain and uh, our house is on a bit of a hill and uh, the hill decided to come down. And so hit our house and we were yellow stickered, which means we can access it during the day, but no no longer can access it uh, to live in. So it's been over 12 months now, and we find ourselves house-sitting. What a wonderful place to be in, (laughs) house-sitting. But it's been a little bit of a tumultuous time, and those of you who are watching in Christchurch will probably feel our pain a little bit when it comes to EQC and insurance and things like that, that uh, we're still, you know, we're a year on, and we still have yet to get the details sorted and yet to hear from uh, the particular powers to be in regards to uh, our home. So uh, it's been a pretty difficult situation and such a long time for our home to be empty and needing to be cleaned up and repaired, but a long time of silence with regards to just getting the go-ahead. It's a very interesting season. So I say... Praise God, we're no longer in 2022. And I'm sure Arise Church will be feeling my pain in regards to that, because my pain is possibly your pain, even though our circumstances and our situations are all different. I know that there are many of us who are going through situations, even now, who have been going for a long time in regards to trying to see the breakthrough. People said to me, Brent, you need a break. And I said, no, I can't have a break. It's very hard to go on a break when you've got issues going on. Anyone ever experienced that? I said, I don't want a break. I want a breakthrough. But come on, God, give me the breakthrough, you know. Um, nobody can help me with that, of course, except God. So I'm looking forward to the breakthrough. Still, uh, bring it on. And I know that probably some of you here this morning are also looking forward to a breakthrough. I believe today is a breakthrough day for our eyes. It really is. It really is. And uh, we have a lot to be thankful for. So I just want to inspire some of you in regards to Scripture because there are a few people in the Bible that we read of that also had tumultuous times. And here's one that I want to, uh, as an example, and his name's Habakkuk. Anyone called Habakkuk here this morning? Probably not. Uh, But Habakkuk is, uh, he's a guy in the Bible who was a prophet in the Old Testament and there's only three chapters on him, so there's not terribly much to report about in regards to, to who he was or Uh, or anything like that, but boy, he was a prophet from God, and he had a a word from God, but nobody was listening to him. Nobody listened. The Israelites who he was uh, prophesying to uh, just wouldn't listen, and he was 
upset by their wickedness and their sin, and God was really wanting to speak something of the, of the goodness of God to them, and basically, really, hey, come on, get your life sorted, kind of thing, and, uh, and they just weren't listening. And then uh, I think, really, when we think about Habakkuk, and reading those three chapters, and you can go home and read them later if you want to, that's absolutely for sure, we're not going to read them now. So I'll just give you a brief in regards to that. But it really, Habakkuk is really, um, he represents the many of us here this morning who love God but have some doubts. You know, it's kind of like we trust God, but it's, it gets hard sometimes. We believe his word, but the situation kind of seems otherwise. We know he's there, but we can't always find him. We know he lives, but situations crowd around us, and it seems like, God is not paying attention. Anybody feel that? Anybody know what I'm talking about? Habakkuk actually means to wrestle. And we know of, of, uh, of others in the Bible who wrestled with God. Jacob, for one, wrestled with God. And there was a lot of wrestling that went on. And I believe, I totally believe that a faith that's worth having is a faith that's worth wrestling over. It really is. I do not always understand God. I'm not always sure what he's up to. I struggle with, uh, with, sometimes with that as a Christian because I know in whom I am believed. I know I, I, I'm persuaded. And, and I'm, I'm, even though I'm his, his child, I'm his, I'm his servant, I'm his friend, I'm, I'm even called his son. But there are times when I question what he is doing or, or just simply not doing. And this is where Habakkuk is in the first chapter. He got pretty low in his life. There's turmoil in his world because he sees what the Israelites are doing, people of God's people in great sin, and they're not listening to him. And not only that, secondly, God's not doing anything much about it. Then when God does decide to do something, God takes a nation worse than his own people to actually judge his people. So it's quite a dilemma for Habakkuk. So in chapter 1, Habakkuk is in turmoil, and in his turmoil, he cries out to God, How long, God? How long? How long must I cry out and you not hear me? In other words, God, I've been, I've been crying out to you. I have said enough. What more can I do? What more can I say? What more can I declare? And I remember in our own turmoil, just a few months ago, Viv and I were walking, uh, walk, going for a walk, and and often we pray when we walk, and we just, Viv said, oh, look, you know, come on, let's pray. Let's pray about this whole situation with our home. It was about nine months after the, uh, the, 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 the rains came and uh, the hill came crashing into our home. And to be honest, I just didn't know what to pray anymore. I actually felt like very, I, I was spent. I, all my words had been used up. Over the months of praying and pleading and begging, I wonder if you've ever felt that way. Huh? You come to the end of your prayers and you really feel like there's no more prayers to pray. God, we know you know our need. And like any book in Scripture, as you know, after chapter one, there's always a chapter two. And in chapter two, it's very interesting because Habakkuk, leaves the turmoil of chapter one, and he says this, because he's done with praying. <laughs> but he says, I'm going up to a watchtower, and I'm going to see what God's going to do. I'm going to a watchtower, I'm going to see what God is going to do. 
He said, God, I'm going to stay right here in this watchtower. I'm going to watch to see how all of this is going to turn out. And you kind of think, nah, Brent, you should be praying. He should have been praying and praying and praying. But there comes a time when you just settle and you go, okay, God, let's watch and see what you are going to do. 2022, year of turmoil. 2023, watchtower, let's see what God is going to do. We've got to get to that place. Now, I've had to get to that place in our own personal life, and our own circumstance, to see how God is going to work it out. And, uh, you know, it's interesting, isn't it? In turmoil, God can be really quiet. But then you get into your watchtower, and what happens? God begins to speak. He speaks to Habakkuk. Chapter 2, verse 1 or 2, I think it is. It wasn't too much time in the... Uh, in the watchtower, you know, really, before God began to speak. And he says, Habakkuk, I'm about to bring vision. I'm about to bring a new revelation. And what I want you to do is I want you to get it, write it down, write it plainly, write it clearly, so that those who hear it can run with it too. What a powerful, powerful moment for Habakkuk. Run out of prayer, and then God speaks. Are you ready for God to speak? Are you ready? Because God's about to speak. He's going to speak into your heart, speak into your life. He's going to show you some things. So let me prepare you for it. Let me give you some thoughts in regards to the preparation of it all. And I believe that it's found in Habakkuk chapter 3. Because after chapter 2, there's a chapter 3. Praise God for the chapter 3. And this is what Habakkuk writes. And you'll see it on the screen here. It's Habakkuk chapter 3 and verse 17. And it says this, Though the fig tree may not blossom, and there be no fruit on the vine, though the labour of the olive may fail, and the fields yield no food, though the flock may be cut off from the fold, and there be no herd in the stalls, Yet will I what? Yet will I rejoice in the Lord. Yet will I rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. God the Lord is my strength. That's a good song from the 80s, guys. I'm telling you, that was, that was uh, you can tell by the composition of the song. But here's the thing. Habakkuk's writing it as a song as well. So here he is, he's in this in this turmoil, gone to a watchtower, heard from God, and is able to write this out in a way of song. It wasn't a song of victory. The victory had already been won, really. It was a song of declaration of the goodness of God. And in your moment, can I encourage you to rejoice today? Absolutely. But I'm talking about tomorrow. When you're not in this environment, I'm talking about Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, that you would know what it is to understand that even though there can still be a yet, there's still a yet. And I liken it to uh, this, this, this text to a, it's like a building, like you have the roof and you have the trusses that hold the roof, you know, and then you have these load-bearing beams. And the, the, uh, the, the, the roof and the trusses can be your, your um, uh, what is it, your yet. 
Oh, sorry, your though. And the load-bearing beams can be your yet. So you understand what, in, in building terms, if the load-bearing beam collapses, right, the trust is full. I mean, the roof's going to collapse. All right, so in your thoughing, you need to be yetting because it's in your yetting that gives you the strength to hold on, even though, even though. So let me give you some examples. Though the fig tree does not blossom, yet will I rejoice in the Lord. Though there is no fruit on the vine, yet will I rejoice. Though there is no cattle in the stall, yet will I rejoice. Though I'm broke, yet will I rejoice. Though I've got a bad diagnosis from the doctor, yet I will rejoice. Though my kids are trouble, Though I've lost a loved one, yet will I rejoice. Though I'm getting older, yet will I rejoice. Though I've had no sales last month, come on, what are you going to do? Yet will I rejoice. Though no work right now, yet will I rejoice. Yet will I praise God. Yet will I give thanks to God. Although it's looking grim, yet I'm going to get up because I know God can save me. And even if he does not, yet I will put my trust in him. Though trouble on every side, Paul said, yet not in distress. Though perplexed, yet not in despair, though persecuted, yet not forsaken, though cast down, yet not destroyed. Whatever is going on in my though, praise God for the yet. Though it doesn't look good, yet. And Habakkuk says, I'm, I'm going to go into this town, I'm going to watch and wait until I see and hear God. What are you going to do, God? Prove yourself, God. Show yourself faithful. And you know what God will do? And I'm speaking in faith right now for this particular situation, but I've been a Christian since I was four years old. I'm 59 years old now. I've been preaching the gospel for well over 40 years, telling people about the love of Jesus. And I can testify time and time again that God will bring the breakthrough. God will and He does come into the middle of your situation and He can turn the battle in your favour. He truly can. And you've got to be strong and you've got to pray, yes. You've got to stand up on the inside in the waiting, in the watchtower. Oh, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Even though my enemies and my foes come against me, yet they stumble and fall. Though the enemy encompasses around me, yet in this will I be confident. One thing have I desired of the Lord, and this is what I seek, 
that I will dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. Why? For in the time of trouble, He shall hide me. We can trust God. And you know what? The enemy can see you absolutely, but he can't get his hands on you. You know, the enemy wants you absolutely. They're mad with you. But nothing is going to stop you because even in the presence of mine enemies, God prepares a table for me. He anoints my head with oil so that my cup is running over. Okay, here's four, here's four things. I know it should be three, but here's four things uh, to, to understand in all of this. Uh, what will keep you yetting in your though? Number one, you were made to outlast the storm. All my neighbours are in their houses where we are. All my neighbours, I said, God, this is so unfair. And I really felt God just impressed upon me and I could be dreaming. Sometimes I think it's God. Sometimes it's just too much pizza the night before. But I really felt like God said, Brent, you're the one who's going to be able to handle it. They were distraught. They were in their house. Yep, some things had happened, but they were in their houses. They were... But, and they were distraught. They were more distraught than we were. And, uh, and it was really this whole thought that with God, there's still all things are possible. And it's with God that he strengthens us. There is something about the power of God that can get you through any season. You can outlast the storm. There is a power of God for you today that can help you outlast the storm. Don't quit now. Don't give up now. Don't sign your resignation now. It's the 11th hour. The 12th hour is coming. Praise, give glory to God. And watch the breakthrough come in Jesus' Name. You are made to last, outlast the storm. Number two, God's sovereignty never changes. And here's the thing. I can't rejoice in my situation, people. I tell you, there's nothing to rejoice about. But I can rejoice in God. <laughs> I can rejoice in God. I've got such a foundation. I've got such a firm firmness on the solidarity of my life that even though our house may crumble, we're still standing. The foolish man built his house upon the rock. The foolish man built his house upon the rock. The foolish man built his house upon the rock. And the rains came tumbling down. Oh, does that mean I was the foolish one? Or what? I don't know. But, but anyway, in a spiritual sense, I would feel, like to feel that my wife and I are the wise ones who have built our house on a firm foundation. In other words, built our life on a firm foundation, even though mud, water, uh, sorry, uh, brick and mortar kind of crumble, uh, our life is, you know, we're still living life. And we're still doing life. And yes, we're, you know, circumstance, situations can be difficult at times, but God is our foundation. And in the end of it all, at the end of it all, man, if it gets me closer to him, if it gets me in a closer relationship with him, if I can get into the watchtower, even after all my praying, and just settle and get into the watchtower and, and just begin to watch what he's going to do. Oh, the power of God, the anointing of God, even here in this room right now, I pray it's even going through the camera in Jesus' name that the power of God that's available for you right now, if, if only we would believe, if only we would be able to touch something of the, the purposes of God for our life and understand that the circumstances and the situations that we're going through is all about that. It's all about you fulfilling your destiny. It's all about you fulfilling your calling. It's all about you rising to greater levels in the things of God. That's why we can handle it. That's why we can outlast the storm. 
That's why, and, and God's sovereignty never changes. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And I submit myself to Him. I submit my circumstances, my situation to Him. God, it's your problem. You sort it. Thank you. What a great prayer to pray. Stop babbling on like the pagans do. That's all you need to do. <laughs> oh, boy. You're great. Um, number three, his salvation never ceases. You're, you're saved. Come on. Those of you who know Jesus Christ, who are following him, you are saved. What's more important? The circumstance or the situation or the fact that your name's in heaven? It's all settled. And I do believe we need to get a really good handle on understanding this about salvation. He has adopted you. Salvation, by the way, is a gift from God, not of works that any man or woman should boast. Look, we are all on an even playing field. I am one of you and you are one of me. I don't know if that made sense, actually, but, but we are all on an even playing field. Not one of us has the right to look down on anyone else. You have been gifted salvation. You haven't earned it. And his salvation never ceases. There is nothing of my doing that says I ought to be here right now. It's all by the grace of God. That's the salvation of God. God decided to pick me up. Nobody else but Jesus, right? Great is his faithfulness because his salvation never ceases. That means once God saves you, he can keep you saved. You will be manipulated, motivated, stimulated, and activated by the devil. Once God saves you, there's a sign above your soul that says, bam, I'm under new management. Leave me alone. Right? And even when I don't feel saved, I know I'm saved. Because God said he who I hold in my hand, the devil and hell cannot pluck them out. Wow. I am sealed to the day, till the day of redemption. Sealed to the day of redemption. My salvation is secure. And then fourthly, lastly, his strength never crumbles. His strength never crumbles. When you leave the turmoil and the waiting of chapter one and chapter two and go to the triumph of chapter three, Chapter 3 becomes the song. Habakkuk, it says, it's a prayer of Habakkuk, but you'll see at the end of it, he gives it to the music director. In fact, in the message translation, it says that he gives it to a composer. Uh, like uh, the message says, it's like a full orchestra is given the words to actually compose music too. And I just kind of love that thought because it was a song, not just for him, but it was a song for all the people of Israel. It was a song for the congregation. Yet will I rejoice in the Lord. There are three words, significant words. That actually, they're the same word. It's one word, but it's mentioned three times. And it's just like you were in the book of Psalms in Habakkuk chapter three. But he writes a few verses and then it has on the side, Selah. Writes a few more verses, and on the side it's got Selah. Three times mentioned Selah. Selah means pause and praise. Literally, what, that's what it means, to pause and to praise. 
which means that after he thinks about God's goodness, the word sila, pausing and praising, was such an important aspect of that moment and of that time. In chapter 3, I don't know what chapter you're in right now, but it's possibly, I don't even know if we should wait till chapter 3. I think even chapter 1, we should pause and praise. Chapter 2, we should pause and praise, even when I don't feel like it, just to pause and to praise. Why? Because God is sovereign. His salvation never ceases. There's something of a work of God that goes deep within us that then changes us. I feel like I'm a changed person from 12 months ago. Why? Because of my circumstance, my situation? Well, probably, but ultimately because I've pressed in and I've leaned in to God. So an opportunity for all of us this morning to think about the pause and the praise. When did you last pause and praise? I'll pause and praise him anyway because I know God is my provider. And everything that I have and need is from him. And God will sustain you. He will feed you. He will clothe you. Pause and praise. When the doctor said we're going to do all we can do and you're here now all healthy and free, have you paused to give thanks to God? What about looking back 20 years ago and seeing where God brought you, what God picked you up from, from a depressed, hopeless, messed up life. God got you on your feet and forgave you, took all your sins away, blotted out all the mistakes that you made. Look where you are now. It was nobody but but Jesus. We ought to pause and to praise. Since God is good, even when things around us are not so good, God is good. And Habakkuk says, it's time to get the musical instruments out. And it's time to sing and it's time to rejoice. And I tell you what, the great, you might not be able to play the guitar like Rick Teal does, apparently, so I've heard. <clears throat> you may not play the keyboard, but you do have a musical instrument in you, and that's your voice. And with your voice, you have an opportunity to simply Sometimes it's just not, prayer just doesn't cut it. But I tell you what, worship well. Praise well. Pause and praise. How great thou art. How great thou art. How great thou art. Though my circumstance, my situation around me is questioning, is left wanting, how great you are, God. How great you are. How great you are. God is sovereign. He's in charge. And he's in control. His salvation never ceases. And his strength never crumbles. And you're made to outlast the storm. You are made to outlast the storm. You are made to outlast the storm. In Jesus' name.
No eye has, eye has not seen, ear has not heard, no mind has conceived nor has it entered into the heart the good things that God has in store for those who love Him. That's the Word of God. And we know all things work together for good to them that love God and to those that are called according to His purpose. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. Weeping may endure for a night time, but joy, 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 joy is the flag flown high from the castle of my heart. Sorry, sorry. Joy, joy will come in the morning. If you be not weary in doing good in due season, you will reap if you do not faint. Do not faint. So let's pause and give God some praise. All right, I just want to, with every campus and everybody here in this room, I want to pray. I want to pray for you. I want to pray for those who feel in a little bit of disarray and a little bit of confusion. I want to pray for those of you who are faced and are facing a circumstance and a situation that you're just not too sure about. Maybe questioning God, you may be wondering where He is. I want to pray for you. I want to pray. You know what it is today to step into a new place, a watchtower place, and to have such a firm foundation of who God is in your life that you are able to just take a deep breath, breathe out, and just simply rest in Him, and just to watch and see what He's going to do. I want to pray for you. If you're confused about your future, I'd love to pray for you. If you're always anxious and worried, let me pray. For those of you who are constantly in fear, let me pray. Let me pray. If you're in relational strife, let me pray for you. Some of you may have health issues or emotional struggles, and you may have prayed enough yourself. Let me pray in your stead. Let me be the the one who stands in the gap for you this morning. So if that's you, I'm just going to ask you to stand right through all the campuses and even here this morning. I'm just going to ask you to stand. Brent, would you pray for me? And basically by standing, you're just simply acknowledging, acknowledging that you're wanting that prayer. I know eyes haven't been closed and heads haven't been bowed or anything like that, and the lights are on. (laughs) But if that's you this morning, come on, why don't you stand? Yeah, God bless you. Awesome. Others of you? Yeah, okay. Wow. This is a word in season, obviously, in your season. All right, when I pray, there's nothing magical about my prayer, by the way, but I do believe in the power of God. And the power of God is here to turn your situation around, absolutely. But I want, to, I want you just to close your eyes right now and just, to, just with an absolute pure agenda, just to see yourself just resting in the arms of God, just resting in the arms of God is here. His Holy Spirit is here. He's here for you. He's here for you. So Father, I pray in the name of Jesus that you would release us into a new place. That you would get us out of the turmoil and into a place of seeing and hearing you.
that God, that you would help us to get above the turmoil and to see God, that you are at work mending, healing, and restoring. I declare in the name of Jesus Christ, right through this country, to every person who's standing in this place and beyond, I pray in the name of Jesus and declare in the name of Jesus, victory in Jesus' name. I declare the goodness of God over you. I declare blessing and favour in Jesus' name. Blessing and favour of God. That you take back what the enemy has stolen from you. That there be restoration in your life that's not what it was, but it's far greater, far better than what it's ever been. That there would be a restoration of life I pray a restoration of marriages. I pray a restoration of families reconciled. Back to you, God. I pray, Lord God, that there would be a knowing that God, that you're in this place, in this moment, that as people walk out today, Lord, that they would know that their tomorrow is gonna be different than what it's been today. Because tomorrow, God, they're gonna sing and rejoice and to stand up within themselves and to be confident like never before. God, we thank You that You're on the move. God, we thank You that You're about to do something powerful. Lord, we praise You. We give You glory. Thank you for joining us for the Arise Church podcast. We hope this message has blessed you. For more content or resources, visit arisechurch.com. Matiwa, see you soon.